Bible, please open up to Luke chapter number 18, Luke 18, and we're in the middle of the year in June, and uh, let me encourage you, if you've been reading through your Bible, continue to do so. Maybe you started out at the beginning of the year and you got behind, and let me just encourage you to jump back in, uh, pick up that, that schedule, and get back into reading through your Bible. And uh, even if you're behind, you say, well, well I'm so far behind, and uh, you know what, just keep plugging away, it's okay. Uh, you know, there's no, uh, there's no time frame, um, and, uh, and you can finish it out. Uh, it, maybe you got far behind, and, and you say, well, I won't finish it till, uh, until March of next year. That's okay. Just keep reading through, and uh, you'll get to the end of March of next year, and you'll say, man, I did it. Praise the Lord. And, and it's a sense of accomplishment, and it will be a blessing and an encouragement to you. And so be sure to continue reading your Bible through and, and working on that. And, uh, and uh, that'll be a help and a blessing to you. I've never met somebody that said, man, I read the whole Bible through and I regret it. Um, I, I've never met somebody like that. And so uh, the Bible is a blessing and a help to us. Um, Luke chapter number 18. And I want to preach this morning on prayer. The Bible says here in Luke chapter number 18, And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. As we think about uh, graduation and a graduate recognition, and a lot of people finish their school year and, and they're going to go into something different or, uh, you know, a lot of times change happens around uh, summer and spring. And, and, uh, and one thing that I want to encourage each and every person to, to remain faithful in is obviously reading your Bible and, pray, and uh, church attendance, but then prayer. Uh, is such an important aspect of our life. And uh, even, even for those, uh, listen, it's possible, um, and I'm not just preaching to Jack, uh, but it's possible to go to Bible college and backslide. Um, you know, it is. You think, man, I'm there in Bible college and we have chapel every day and, and uh, we hear the preaching. But listen, if you neglect your personal walk, uh, then it becomes a problem. And that's not just for Bible, that's good for everyone. Uh, we have got to stay on top of our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and really, uh, when you change, when you go from, from you know, high school to college, even if you go to a secular college, your life changes and, it, and you've got to establish uh, a regular walk with the Lord. And uh, as we think about prayer and this aspect of prayer, this is a unique passage that points us uh, to the parable that he's going to give us. It says here in Luke 1.18, or 18.1, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Usually in the parables, he'll give you the parable and then give you the point. Uh, and this is unique passage in that he says, hey, this is what this parable is going to be about. And, uh, and he gives you the point before he ever gets into it. And so before we get into the message this morning, uh, let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you just for your goodness to us. God, I thank you for the privilege and the opportunity I have to preach. And God, I pray that you would use me. God, I pray that you'd speak through me. God, I pray that you would touch each and every heart and help us, Father, to be, uh, to be avid prayer warriors. God, if there's one thing that we need in, in 2022, God, it, it is certainly prayer that would be a part of our life. And God, I pray that you would help 
each and every person. God, I pray that you would speak to hearts as only you can. God, I pray that you'd use me, speak through me. And Father, we'll be careful to give you the honor and glory for all that's said and done. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. As, uh, as we look at this passage, uh, Jesus talked a lot about prayer. Um, and matter of fact, Jesus is a wonderful example. I was thinking about uh, Jesus' life, and really, uh, Jesus has quite an extensive, uh, quite a few passages that show his public prayer life. Public prayer life was when he would pray out loud in public. And many of those prayers were short. And many of those prayers uh, were, were to the point. But you look at Jesus' private prayer life, boy, they were hours. I mean, the one time he took the disciples to the garden and he would take his disciples with him. And many times he would go out into the mountain to pray, the Bible says. And he would find some place alone to get alone with God. And, and the one time he took his disciples to the garden and, and, uh, and he would go off and he would pray. And while he was praying, his disciples fell asleep. And he goes back to them and he, and he said, Could not ye watch and wait for one hour while I, pre while I pray? And, uh, and then he goes off and he prays and, and the same thing, they fell asleep. And so uh, his, his private prayer life was, would be spending hours in prayer. And what a great example to us. We look at this verse here in, in Luke 1.18. The Bible says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray. And prayer is presented firmly. That word ought. I, I thought, boy, that, we don't, you don't hear that word today. Uh, we don't really use that word ought. What does the word ought mean? Well, I looked it up in the dictionary because I knew you'd ask me. I knew I'd tell you to ask me. Um, and, and that word means this, to be held or bound in duty or moral obligation to be necessary or to behoove someone. And Jesus said here, uh, or the Bible says here rather, that men ought always to pray. And prayer is presented firmly, that it is something that should be part of our life. As you look at Jesus, Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And Jesus would talk a lot about prayer. And we ought to honor God's command that, hey, we ought to pray. The Bible says in uh, uh, Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing, that we ought to spend time in prayer. It is a command from God, and we ought to honor what He's commanded us to do. And we've often looked at that and said, uh, pray without ceasing. What does that mean? Does that mean we have to get down on our hands and knees and then uh, not get up? No, it means that we ought to have an attitude of prayer wherever we are at. You look at Jesus' prayers. You look at some of the disciples' prayers. You look at some of the things in the Bible. Uh, they did not necessarily get down on their knees, uh, but they would just cry out, Lord, help me. You remember when Peter, he went out on that boat and, and Jesus was walking on the water and he said, Jesus, if it be thee, bid me to come unto thee. And he stepped out on the water and he started walking on the water. And you think about it, when he started to sink, you know what happened? Well, he prayed. He said, Lord, help. It was a short prayer. He didn't get on his knees. He wasn't worried about closing his eyes and folding his hands. It was a cry out for help. In other words, hey, he was in tune with God, and Jesus was right there, and he was crying out for help from him. Listen, we ought to have that kind of prayer life. 
that at any moment and at any time we can say, God, help us with this. God, uh, help us with this situation. Listen, we ought to be so dependent upon God that we would cry out for Him. We would cry out for help. We ought to honor His command that He said, hey, pray without ceasing. Men ought to always to pray. What are some of the hindrances of prayer? You know, our, our life and our prayers can be hindered. The Bible says this in 1 Peter 3, 7, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, talking about the wife, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers be not hindered. You know, your, your relationship with your spouse can hinder your prayers. You know, it's kind of amazing, but, uh, but when you have problems with people, you're, you're, not, you're not apt to pray. Uh, when, when things are not right at home, and listen, the, the Bible gives a lot about the home. The Bible talks about uh, the husband and the wife and, and how they ought to love one another and, and uh, that they ought to have a home that is uh, carried forward. And, and listen, if that doesn't take place, boy, our, how our prayers will be hindered. You know, they often say, well, uh, sometimes we joke around and, and we'll say, well, don't have him pray. The, They'll hit the roof and they'll come right back down. His prayers won't even make it out of the room. But listen, in reality, our our prayers can be hindered. And our prayer life can be held back by sin in our life and by not having right relationships in our life and not just right relationships with our spouse. That is certainly addressed in the Bible. But go with me to Matthew. Save your spot here in Luke chapter 18 as we'll be back. But go with me to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 23. Matthew 5, 23. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, he's of course giving the, uh, uh, the Sermon on the Mount and it's filled with all kinds of good things. But he says here in verse number 23, Matthew 5, 23, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, this is a different ought, Leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way first to be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. Hey, listen, not just with your spouse, but if you have aught with your brother, if you have problems with a brother in Christ or, or somebody else, uh, he's saying, hey, listen, when you go to the altar to present that gift in the temple, He's saying, and then you realize, oh, I've got this problem with this brother in Christ. Hey, he's saying, you better get that solved because that's going to hinder your spiritual life. That's going to hold you back from praying uh, without ceasing. That's going to hold you back from, from men ought always to pray. And, uh, and that's going to hinder our prayer life. Listen, if... if your spouse can be a hindrance, and your relationship with your spouse, more, more better put, and your relationship with other Christians can be a hindrance. Hey, listen, your relationship with God can be a hindrance. Very clearly. And how do you go, go to somebody and ask them for help if you're at odds with them? This morning in our adult Sunday school class, we're going over Jonah, and uh, we're talking about Jonah chapter 4, and Jonah was angry with God. 
And listen, how, how do you think Jonah's prayer life was? It was terrible. He didn't bother praying. He wouldn't bother going to God and asking stuff. The only thing he did ask God for was to take his life. And, and uh, he said, I want to quit. I want out. I'm done. I don't want to do anymore. And listen, how could we go to God and ask for something uh, or ask for his help if we're at odds with him? And so our relationship with God will hinder our prayer. We see that prayer is presented firmly in our text here as men ought always to pray. But I want you to notice this as well. He says, and back in our text, and not to faint. As you think about prayer, prayer prevents fainting. Prayer prevents fainting. Uh, fainting, what, what is Fainting. Uh, well, I put down here that fainting from horror or a fear. Uh, you know, fear can be a gripping emotion and it actually can cause you to pass out. Uh, and so that is something that we need to be aware of. And he says here in our text, he said, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Fear will cause us to faint. And so, uh, think about this. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.6, Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. That would be by prayer. In other words, Paul had been praying for Timothy, and he laid hands on him and prayed for him. Verse number 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. You know, fear is basically an overwhelming fear or overwhelming feeling of something. This is a, a form of fear when we become overwhelmed with something. Uh, it's addressed over and over in the Bible as the nation of Israel physically would stand before enemies and they would come after them and they would not be prepared to fight against those enemies. And God would say, and the Bible would say to, to or God would say to the nation of Israel, Fear not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. That's over and over. Uh, when the, the armies of Israel would go out and attack, God would, would encourage them and say, Fear not, have not I uh, commanded you uh, to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. It shows up in the book of Joshua. It shows up in the book of Exodus. It shows up in the book of Deuteronomy. And over and over again, God is quainting our fear and saying, Hey, you don't, need to be fe you don't need to be fearful. Listen, not just fear, but sometimes we're overwhelmed with other things, sometimes problems. I get overwhelmed with problems sometimes. I say, man, I, I don't know. I, I've said this. I got more problems than I know what to do with. And uh, if I have one problem, I got more problems than I know what to do with sometimes. You know, and, and, and we look at that and we become overwhelmed. Hey, if, you know what the answer to that is? Take that burden and give it to God and leave it there and walk away. If I carry that around, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to grow weary. I'm going to grow burdened down with that care. I'm going to carry that around and say, man, this is too much. And, and then I'm going to take another one and I'm going to take another one and I'm going to continue carrying all of that until it becomes such a large weight that, that I'm going to, to faint under the pressure of it. And he says, hey, what's our text say? Pray and not to faint. Overwhelmed with problems. 
How about overwhelmed with enemies and attacks? Listen, sometimes people are against us. Sometimes uh, people were against God's people in the Bible. And, and he said over and over, hey, don't fear, uh, turn to God, and we can become overwhelmed with those enemies and with those attacks. How about overwhelmed with responsibilities? Boy, sometimes uh, taking on all the pressures of life and we become overwhelmed to the point where I just can't get it all done and I can't do it all. And he's saying, hey, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Prayer prevents fainting. Go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 20. We pray and we take those things to God. We don't have to worry about them. We don't have to uh, dwell upon them. We don't have to become overwhelmed. In Deuteronomy chapter 4 is one of the many passages that mention this very thing. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse number 1. Deuteronomy 20 and verse number 1. The Bible says, When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies, and seest horses, and chariots, and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them, for the Lord thy God is with thee, with which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be, when ye are come nigh unto the battle, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people, and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, and do not tremble, neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. I'm just saying that sometimes we become so overwhelmed and he says, hey, do not faint. In other words, put your trust in God. Ask God for help. Pray to God. And you know what? If we're praying, we're not going to become overwhelmed with everything. We're not going to allow those burdens of the problems to weigh us down and to take us out of uh, effectively serving God. We're not going to allow the attacks of others to weigh us down and effectively debilitate us and keep us from going forward. We're not going to allow the responsibilities that we carry on our shoulders. We'll give them to God. And I'm not saying we're going to be irresponsible, but we're going to say, God, these are the things that I've got to get done. You know, so many times we, we allow all of our responsibilities to cloud our, our, our schedule to the point we don't have time to pray. Well, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this, I gotta do everything else, and I don't have time to pray. Hey, listen, God didn't say you ought to always be busy and not to pray. He said you ought always to pray and not to faint. You can work yourself to death. You can take so much responsibility on yourself that you don't bother to pray that it's all about what you're doing and not what about God is doing. And so we need to be careful. And he's saying, hey, listen, that we would not faint. Praying prevents fainting. Fainting not just from horror or, or overwhelming feelings. Fainting maybe from hunger even. You know, Esau is a great picture of that in the Bible. You remember Esau came in from hunting 
and, uh, and, and he, say, he goes to Jacob, and Jacob's busy in the kitchen, and he's making some pottage, and, and, uh, and it smelled good. You know when you're famished, and that food, it doesn't even matter what is cooking. You're like, man, I am starving. And, uh, and you come in, and he came in, and the Bible says, and Jacob sod pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee, with the same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore his name was called Edom. And listen, you could be so hungry that you've overextended yourself, and that, that you're saying, hey, uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to pass out. Listen, we ought always to pray and not to faint. Hey, you know what? Stop and take time to feed your spiritual soul with the Word of God and then pray and give things to God and say, God, I have all this I can't get done. I need your help with it. I need your wisdom with it. I need your ability. And praying will prevent fainting. We need to turn it over to God. Uh, the Bible says in Luke eleven three, give us day by day our daily bread and God will feed us and God will take care of us, spiritually speaking. Hey, we need to pray because it prevents fainting. We need to pray because it was prevent, presented firmly. Look at not only that, but look at the end. Uh, we didn't read the whole passage, but go with me to Luke 18. We'll read it right now in verse number 2. The Bible says in Luke 18:2, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. This is the parable that Jesus gave. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she worry, weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? It's a question he's asking. He's saying in this parable, this, this woman uh, would continually go to the judge, hey, avenge me of my enemy. And this judge was a non-partial judge. He was not uh, for one thing or another. Uh, but, but rather, he said, listen, because she continually comes to me and because she's asking me to avenge of, of her, her enemy, of her, uh, that, that listen, I better deal with this. Because if I don't, it's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to grow weary of her. And he's saying, hey, the point of the parable is that men ought pray always and not to faint. In other words, hey, that we go to God and we go to God and we go to God with our needs and we, we, we spend time praying to God. And in the end, he says this, uh, nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? The idea is this, if man's not praying, there won't be faith. In other words, heathen people do not pray. A lot of people talk about prayer. It, it bothers me, and I hear it. Oh, prayers be with them, somebody says. and I Let our prayers be with them, and I'm thinking, when's the last time you stopped and prayed? 
And, and, and people talk a lot about prayer, but listen, we need to do prayer. And prayer will drive our faith. What is, what is the idea of prayer? Uh, listen, it's the hub of our focus. Uh, when you focus on your problems, you're dwelling on the negative. I'm a negative kind of guy. It's easy for me to dwell on negative. But listen, God doesn't want us to dwell on negative. God wants us to dwell on Him. We could easily get discouraged looking at this and looking at that and saying, oh, well, this is a problem and that's a problem and, and we could become discouraged, but we have got to focus on God. We could easily focus on our enemies. Hey, listen, those uh, uh, that would attack us and those that would belittle us, maybe at work there's people that don't like you because you're a Christian and they don't want to see you succeed because uh, you're serving the Lord and you're not like them and it bothers them and maybe they would attack you and, and go after your character. Listen, you could, you could lose all your focus by focusing your energy on that person. But God says, hey, I want your focus. That's just going to draw you away from God. That's not going to help solve the problem. If you pray and if you spend time in prayer for that person, for that problem, hey, then your focus is on God. God, I've got these problems and these difficulties. I like the, uh, when Nehemiah was rebuilding the wall. The, the, uh, the, the wall had been destroyed. And Sennacherib and a lot of the, uh, the enemies have come in and they were trying to keep it from being rebuilt. And uh, as, as, he's, as he's there uh, praying, uh, they had sent letters back and forth and they sent him a letter. Hey, we're going to destroy you and this and that and all these uh, attacks. And, 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 and Nehemiah opens up that letter and he says, God, read what they said. Look at what they said. He says, you know what? I'm going to leave it in your hands. And he gave God his problems. Oh, he could have focused on the enemy. He could have found uh, ways to destroy those guys that were trying to destroy him. But instead, he took it to God and his focus was on the Lord. Listen, we need to spend our focus on the Lord, not on our problems, not on our enemies, not on uh, the overwhelming amount of responsibilities that you have. Listen, the Bible says in Isaiah 31, Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help to stay on horses and trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong. But they look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither seek the Lord. Boy, we can become so misfocused in this world. Our focus can be drawn to uh, all the, uh, the, the humanistic ways of solving problems. I'm a problem solver. I mean, there is, I enjoy solving problems. I mean, I'm like, give me a problem, I, I want to solve it. I mean, I just, I enjoy problem solving. But you know what God is saying? Listen, we ought to have our faith and trust and our, our, our focus towards God and not all the problems, not all the difficulties, not the overwhelming things of life. And we ought to have our focus and our trust and our faith placed in God and not in man or not in man's ability or not in the things of this world. It's a faith-based focus. We must redirect our focus to God. He asks the question, uh, Nevertheless, the Son of Man, when He cometh, shall He find faith on, the, faith on the earth? And He says that after He says, Men ought always to pray 
and not to faint. Prayer provokes faith in our life. If we're going to bring something to God, we ought to say, God, it's yours. We ought to leave it there and say, God, I'm not going to worry about it. Sometimes we like to worry. Sometimes we like to fret. Sometimes we like to take all those problems and all of those things in our life and say, you know what, I, I want to worry about them. But God is saying, hey, you leave them for me. The Bible says in Psalm 27, 14, wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't really like that verse because I don't like to wait. But you know what God is saying? Hey, bring it to me in prayer. Leave it at the altar. And then come back and say, Lord, I'm still praying about this. Lord, I'm still allowing you to work in this. Lord, I'm still waiting on you. And allow God the time to work. God doesn't work on our timetables. God doesn't do things the way we want things done. God works and does things in a different way altogether. But we need to be willing to trust and wait in Him. The Bible says here, Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Hey, listen, prayer provokes faith. Prayer prevents fading. And prayer is presented firmly in this passage that we ought, we ought to pray. We need to pray in our lives. And so I hope that encourages you as a Christian, spend time in prayer as we stand to our feet with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. We always need more time of prayer in our life. Somebody once said, seven days without prayer makes one week. W-E-A-K. We ought to spend time in prayer. Father, we love You. God, we thank You for Your Word that's so clear. God, how we need to spend time in prayer. God, you said we ought always to pray and not to faint. And God, I pray that you'd help us to put our faith and trust in you. God, not to focus on our inabilities or our responsibilities or our problems or our difficulties or the those who may attack us or oppose us. But God, help us to put our faith and our trust in you in everything that we do. God, help us to spend time on prayer, in prayer. God, we've been talking about power, and God, there's power in prayer if we'll spend time in prayer. I pray that you would just help each and every Christian Encourage them, strengthen them to spend time in prayer. Father, we'll thank you for that. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. As the piano begins to play, if God's spoken to your heart, the altar's open. Prayer is an essential of our life. Altar is open.